Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I'm your host, Marty Layton, and uh, so glad you chose to be with us today. How many of you are still walking through transition? Now, I've been teaching on this for the last at least two months, and uh, I believe we're seeing a, a great breaking through now like we've never known before. And uh, are you ready to go to a much higher level? Because that's what God is doing. And let me encourage you, whatever God is asking of you at this moment in your history, obey him. Do it so that you can move forward. Amen? Amen. You know, I've taught much on transition, and I've taught on the breaker anointing uh, to break through. But let me be clear, you've got to obey the word of the Lord and the directives of the Holy Spirit if you want to walk in promotion and favor, right? You know, <clears throat> the Bible says, if you're willing and obedient, Isaiah 119, if you're willing and obedient, you will enjoy the good of the land. And so it's not enough to just be willing. You've got to obey God. You've got to do the things that God's asking, asking you to do. You know, maybe God is asking you, uh, to add an additional 30 minutes in prayer or an hour in prayer. <clears throat> or maybe God's just asking you to take serious your uh, call to, to be a watchman on the wall, you know. Uh, or maybe God is taking, uh, taking you uh, to a higher place and saying, listen, if you're going to walk in this higher place of promotion and favor, uh, then I'm, I'm asking you, I'm, I'm requiring of you uh, to you know, uh, start a new exercise routine or whatever it is that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, obey the directive of the Lord right now so that you can walk in that promotion and that favor. You know, sometimes God says, I want you to lay aside every sin and every weight that does so easily beset us. We often just see the sin part of that, uh, but God wants to uh, wants us to lay aside weights. Sometimes the weights uh, that He's talking about are are, are various things like uh, you, you know I want you to dial back that uh, Instagram time or Facebook time or having your face in Facebook instead of having your face in the good book, right? Uh, but whatever it is God's asking of you, be willing and obedient and you'll enjoy the good of the land. Amen. That's a part of walking the last steps of that transition all the way through. You know, remember last week I shared with you Psalm 102, uh, verses 12 and 13. It says this, But you, Lord, sit enthroned forever. Your renown endures through all generations. You will arise and have mercy and compassion on Zion, or the church. For it is the set time to show favor to her. The set time, the appointed time, has come. How many of you understand that God has set appointments uh, with his people. <clears throat> he has an appointed time or a time appointed uh, before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. Uh, he made this appointment with you and you with him. And uh, you are at that divine appointment now. And it's an appointment with his favor. Amen. I'm going to preach more about this on Sunday at 4 p.m., so please stay tuned because we have a very special announcement to make, and I don't want you to miss the announcement later in this broadcast, so stay focused, stay tuned, stay plugged in. Uh, many of you know I believe July is a month of freedom, and that's what I've prophesied, that's what I heard the Lord say. July is a month of freedom, and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And some of you and your loved ones are being set free from weights and burdens and sins right now. Fear not the shifting and the changing. Amen. It's breakthrough time for you. It's breaking through for you. Amen. Uh, hear the word of the Lord. Freedom in July. We're in that moment. We are just past the half point of, of the new year 2023. This is the middle 
of the year right now. We're just starting the second half of the new year. And so uh, God spoke to me that July was a month of freedom, uh, freedom from the past. It's within your grasp right now. Let me say that includes uh, freedom from uh, maybe you've been praying about a, a, an addiction to cigarettes, or maybe you've been praying an addiction uh, to vaping, or maybe you've been praying about breaking a, an addiction to uh, drinking alcohol or, or other things that are, you know, it says lay aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset us. Uh, what's the challenge that you're facing? This is Freedom Month, and God wants you to be set free. Maybe, uh, maybe you want financial freedom. I believe God is going to set you free from financial issues in the month of July. If that's you, you need to hear what I'm about to say. Jesus came to preach the gospel or the good news to the poor. Well, good news to the poor is you don't have to be trapped in poverty and lack anymore. You don't have to be poor anymore. And there's so many people that are fighting against prosperity right now and fighting against the prosperity message. Uh, and they've heard somebody talk about it, but they haven't really reconciled that with the Word of God. Uh, so many people are saying the prosperity message because of the fear of robbery uh, from the charlatans and the snake oil salesmen of the past. But I'm talking about the gospel. I'm talking about the good news. God said, above all, I want you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Not only is that what the Bible says, I'm going to tell you right now, it's part of my testimony. I'm just telling you, something i uh, uh something that i have walked through i'm not i'm not sharing something that i read in a book i'm speaking from my own experience and that's what i seek to give you every one of these broadcasts and podcasts is not just something i heard but something that i've lived something that i can testify to uh something that i know is alive in the Word of God, but is also alive in my heart because Jesus has walked me through these things. I'm speaking from my own experience. Let me tell you, my testimony will beat your argument every day. I don't really care about uh, other people's opinions necessarily, nor will I enter, enter into a debate on this. You know, when I was laying on the table in a cardiac intensive care unit at Centennial Hospital right here in Nashville, Tennessee. They said to me, I've lived all that I could, I could uh, without their help. Otherwise, I wasn't going to make it. Now, that's not a good report. But 28 days later, I walked out of that hospital under my own strength, the healed of God. I knew my life was given to me for God's purposes to be fulfilled. And I know God heals. And I know God saves. And I know God delivers. And I know God prospers his people. Listen to me. Less than 1% of, the, of people who were in the condition that I was in survive. Less than 1% survive. And those that do usually have some lifelong impediment because of the sustained lack of oxygen and blood flow uh, in the brain and the other vital organs. Yet, not only did I survive, I'm thriving and I'm continuing with the same fire and the same fervor I've had all along. And over $1 million in hospital bills have been supernaturally wiped out and paid in full. That's the hand of God. I still have reoccurring maintenance visits, and, and there's high charges that come with those visits, but I know that I am not here by accident, and neither are you. I'm not going to argue with someone over tithing and free will offerings, uh, because I know my God saves, He heals, He delivers, and he prospers his people. I know it firsthand. And my testimony defeats your argument every single day. 
Don't let the enemy rob you of this revelation by preconceived arguments from those who've not prospered. They're not prospering because they're not employing the uh, principles of the kingdom of God with their whole heart, the way God says to do it, and wait upon the Lord. The Bible says that we're to cast down every high thing and every argument that rises up against the knowledge of the word of God. You shall know the truth, and the truth you know shall not just set you free, but make you free. Freedom. Just say freedom. That's what God's talking about, freedom. July is a month for you to walk in freedom. And this is the end of July. And if it is established in the word of God, don't let an argument uh, from demon doctrines talk you out of believing God. Cast down the arguments, amen? Because God wants you to experience new life, health, prosperity, and abundance for you and for your generations. Amen. We have a powerful covenant with God, and generational blessings are unlocked when you walk in covenant. Remember when Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek in Genesis chapter 14? In Hebrews chapter 7, uh, it says that it was credited to Levi. Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek but then it was credited to Levi. Levi was in the lineage of Abraham, his great, great, great grandson. That's a, lot, that's a long ways away from Abraham. Hundreds of years later, he benefited from, benefited from the, uh, Abraham's giving of tithes and offerings to the Lord through God's priesthood. I want you to understand that when you give tithes and offerings to, to the Lord and to the house of the Lord, you're blessing your generations. You're releasing yourself from all bondage to poverty and lack. That's how you unlock freedom in the generations. Have you noticed that the natural seed of Abraham is just as favored and blessed supernaturally today as it, it talks about in the Bible? The same is true for Abraham's spiritual seed through Christ Jesus. Amen. Malachi prophesied that God himself will rebuke the devourer when you reestablish financial covenant with God through faithfully giving of tithes and offerings. And by the way, Abraham was the wealthiest and most prosperous man on the planet. And then his son Isaac continued to increase and prosper until he became very prosperous, even more than Abraham. And then his son Jacob continued to increase in prosperity, and it continues generation after generation after generation. Well, Brother Marty, are you receiving an offering right now? No, I'm not. I'm just talking about financial freedom. When you walk in financial covenant with the Lord, he not only breaks you free from poverty and lack, but he sets up a legacy of prosperity for generations to come. That's why the Bible says a righteous man lays up an inheritance for his children and his children's children, meaning many generations to come, just like it was for Levi. Your obedience unlocks legacy covenant blessings. It was credited to Levi's account. God wants you to prosper and to enjoy abundant life, health, prosperity, salvation, and all that is involved in salvation, wholeness, and, and, and completeness in every area of your life. He wants your wealth to increase. He wants you to grow so that you can live well in his service. He wants you to, to walk out a distinction of the servants of the Most High God, the sons and daughters of God. In fact, the Bible says that what happens is the whole earth starts groaning and travailing. How many of you can sense that there's a groaning and a travailing happening in the whole earth today? And it says the whole earth groans and travails looking for the sons and daughters of God to come forth. He wants you to be well 
and 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 living in service to him he wants you to be wealthy he wants you to increase and grow so that you can live very well in his service he wants you to be able to have a level of wealth to give to your children and to your children's children an inheritance laying up an inheritance all initiate initiated by faithfully tithing and giving of free will offerings and living a right life in obedience before the Lord. The Bible says the opposite is also true. It says the way of the transgressor is hard. Those are the people that are preaching against the prosperity gospel. <clears throat> Maybe you're like me uh, from a lineage, as far as I know, of heathens who did not serve God. And we suffered under a legacy of poverty and lack. And when I stood up in my lineage and I received Jesus Christ and I learned to walk in his ways, something started changing. And I went from lack and poverty to blessing that continues to increase day after day. I threw that yoke off of my shoulders what makes the difference? The Word of God. The Word of God makes the difference. The promise of God, the covenant promise of God. Third John verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health just as your soul prospers. In other words, your mind, your thoughts have to change you have to understand God's will is to do you good. My plan is to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, Luke chapter 6 and verse 38, it says, give. See, that whole concept of giving is difficult for everybody because your flesh tells you, no, you've been working hard to get. And so... Now that you've got it, don't give it, use it. Well, God's kingdom is based on the principle of the seed. He says, give, and it will be given to you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Uh, God will cause men to give to your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. I know Jesus is an anointed with an anointing that destroys the yokes of lack and poverty. He is anointed to bring good news to the poor. And if you do things God's way, and you live in a covenant with God, that covenant will begin to unlock generational blessings that continue to increase generation after generation. Maybe you've heard me say this before, but I was talking with a friend of mine uh, in Homestead, Florida, where I was born and raised. And uh, Homestead, Florida was an agricultural community. In other words, there was crops growing around us everywhere you look, everywhere. There was orange groves, there was lime groves. It's the Persian capital, Persian lime capital of the world. Uh, there's tomatoes growing everywhere, strawberries, uh, potatoes, you name it. It was all growing down there in that fertile soil in Homestead, Florida. And I was talking with a friend of mine uh, just several months ago, and, uh, and he said, uh, uh, we just uh, picked our last crop of the season. This was the end of last year uh, of oranges. And uh, I said, wow, you still have orange groves. He said, yeah, these are the orange groves that my grandfather planted. Now think about that. I mean, to me, that's a prophetic message. Uh, his, his grandfather planted these orange groves. And so it was a blessing that his grandpa enjoyed and his family enjoyed. And then his sons uh, enjoyed the same blessing from the seeds that he sowed. And now his grandson is enjoying the fruitfulness and financial blessing of those oranges from those orange groves three generations later. I'm just telling you, 
God knows how to unlock covenant generational blessings that will continue to increase generation after generation and continue to be a a benefit and a blessing. Generations will benefit from your spiritual obedience. Cast down those arguments and just choose right order in your life. That's what righteousness is. It's right standing with God and allowing his right of way. In other words, your mind is going to fight it. But I, I, would, I would above all things, brother, that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Amen? Proverbs 11.25 says, The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters others will also be watered himself. Listen, when you give, God causes generously uh, things to be generously given back to you. I can freely give generously because I know God owns everything. You know, Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and everybody and everything in it. If you need a home, God already owns the home that you need. If you need wealth, God already owns the wealth that you need. He's just waiting for you to get the revelation of being willing and obedient and doing things His way. Amen? Proverbs 35 and verse 27, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually. That's that's constantly never-ending. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. That's powerful. That's so powerful. I'm giving you scriptures that tell you over and over that God wants you to prosper. Proverbs 10.22 says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Listen, I'm talking about the breaker anointing. I'm talking about breaking through, coming through this last vestige of this transition, the last stages, the last moments of this transition and learning to walk in obedience to God so that you can walk on another level of success and blessing and prosperity and fulfillment of your purpose and your destiny. God's blessing will make you rich and he will add no sorrow with it. Listen, I've known a lot of wealthy, rich people but they would give anything, anything to have certain things in their lives fixed, and they can't fix it, and so they have sorrow. They don't have the benefits of salvation. They don't have the benefits of abundant life in God. They don't understand what it's like to succeed and not have sorrow with it. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you experientially, You may face some things, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil, for God is with me. His rod of protection and his staff of correction. In other words, if I'm doing something wrong, he's going to correct me. His rod of protection, he's going to protect me. It comforts me, and he'll lead me right out of that valley. It doesn't matter uh, what the enemy throws at me. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue of judgment that rises up against us will be condemned. I could go on and on and on and on and explain how my testimony defeats your argument every day. The Bible is very simple. Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers, and Jesus prospers. Can I get a big amen? Hallelujah. And I'm still talking about making it through the transition and breaking through. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9, it says, Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Listen, I can give you verse after verse after verse of Scripture to challenge you to believe God 
for your financial freedom. Part of your breakthrough that I'm talking about, this transition, this breakthrough that we're all in right now, part of your breakthrough is for you to prosper on a whole new level. I'm telling you, we are, we are finishing out 2023, and it is filled with surprises from God. I've, I've already shared with you before Isaiah 40, 43, verses 18 and 19, Behold, I do a new thing. Forget everything behind you. Behold, I do a new thing. The word behold there is the word surprise in the Hebrew. God has surprises for you for the rest of this year. And he wants you to prosper. He wants you to, to, step, to step up to a new level. Aren't you ready for that? Don't you know that's what you're called to do is walk in a higher level of success and purpose and prosperity and destiny? It's part of your covenant It's your inheritance through Jesus Christ. Poverty and lack should have nothing to do with you any further. Proverbs 4, I mean, Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, again, there's that word, ben-hine. It says, Surprise, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, and shall you not know it? That's talking about the end of the transition. You know something good's coming. I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In other words, I'll do the impossible things that you never knew were coming your way. I'll bring it your way. He's turning everything to flow in your direction and making a way where there seems to be no way. At the halfway point, of this new year, 2023, it feels like three years, the first half of this year has felt like three years, right? Uh, But I believe we're entering into a season of multiplication and fruitfulness over your life. You know, 2023 is the the Western number or the Oh, Gregorian calendar. Uh, But the Hebraic calendar year is 5783. So 2023 and 5783. So the common denominator is the number three. And in scripture, the number three uh, represents perfection. According to biblical scholars, three is a perfect number. It also means completion. And I believe we're completing some major things. As we're completing some major things that we've been going through, major things from the past. And finally, the army of the Lord is awake enough and challenged enough that we are standing up and we are completing this transition and forcefully advancing the kingdom of God into the new. Amen? That's all, also partially what this major transition is all about. The number three also represents the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, right? And so he's the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, God in three persons, the great three in one. You know, you are also a triune being as well. You are a spirit you have a soul, and you live in a body, three parts. And so the number three represents the Holy Spirit. And the number three represents fruitfulness. Because on the third day of creation, God caused the dry land to appear, right? And he caused seed-bearing trees to bear fruit and produce more seeds, On the third day, he caused seed-bearing trees uh, to bear fruit and produce more seeds. I believe we are entering into a time of not only bearing much more fruit and fruitfulness in our lives, but also being reproducing, uh, being seed-bearers, seed-bearing believers that will reproduce like faith in others. In other words, God is going to cause you to become someone that helps people to become born again and spiritually alive and active because of your faithfulness and your fruitfulness. 
And the course, of course, seeds cause multiplication, right? And so this is a time of multiplication for your life. It is a season of greater fruitfulness. The more seeds you sow, the more fruitfulness that you'll have. The more orange seeds you put in the ground, <coughs> the more orange groves you'll have for you and for your generations to enjoy the fruitfulness. <coughs> fruitfulness, again, represents generational blessings. Fruitfulness represents generational blessings. Proverbs 13 in verse 22, it says, a good man <clears throat> or a righteous man in the original text leaves an inheritance to his children and to his children's children. But the wealth of the sinner <clears throat> is stored up for the righteous. You know, that is a big key right now. God has been allowing the enemy to hold wealth for the, for the righteous until the righteous get this revelation of the responsibility of using wealth for the kingdom of God. If God can trust you to not just be willing, but to be willing and obedient, he'll release the wealth of the sinner that's been stored up for the righteous. He'll release it to you if he can, if he can trust you to walk in financial covenant with him. God moved upon a man named Abraham. He made a covenant with him. And God is known as the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Three generations, right? <clears throat> God is a multi-generational God. In fact, God promises to extend his covenant blessings to a thousand generations. I believe the rest of 2023 will be a season of Holy Spirit victories. <clears throat> Holy Spirit victories. The book of Joshua, it says, After the time of circumcision, they arose after three days. Remember the common denominator from 5783 in 2023 is the number three. That's why I'm talking about the number three. Uh, it represents victory. <clears throat> after the time of circumcision, they arose after three days, and they went in to possess the land, and it was victory after victory after victory all the way through until they possessed the entirety of the promised land, of Canaan land. I believe we're entering into a place of possessing our inheritance, our promised inheritance. And it's going to be victory after victory all the way. Amen? The Holy Spirit is working with the church. The number three, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working with the church, especially through the leadership of the church, to lead us into greater victories into greater victories. You're about to step into some greater victories. And let me also say, when they crossed over the Jordan, uh, they said the, the priests had to carry the Ark of the Covenant first. <clears throat> the, the priesthood had to go before them, and as soon as they their feet touched the edge of the Jordan, it was split in two, and the priests walked into the middle of the Jordan on dry ground, right? And so it's, it's all in Joshua, the book of Joshua. The first five chapters is what I'm talking about. And so what I believe that represents to us is there's a restoration of respect and honor for the, for the ministry, for the fivefold ministry. <clears throat> and so that's why I say the Holy Spirit and the leadership of the church is leading us into greater victory. Joshua was a great prophet of God, and he led the people of God into victory. The priests went ahead, and there was a space uh, between the people and the priests of God first, so that there was a restoration of honor to, uh, to the ministry. <clears throat> but Jesus said, I must go so that I can send the, set, the helper, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the word there in John chapter 16 is parakletos. 
parakletos. It means the one who comes alongside or the one that stands by your side or stands by you. Parakletos. But the Aramaic word is even more interesting. It's the word parakleta. Parakleta. Not kleta, parakleta. It's a compound word, which means it's made of two words that were compounded together. The first word is parak, P-A-R-A-Q. It means to end or to finish or to save. And then the word leta means uh, the curse. And so when you look at it from the Aramaic definition, it says the Holy Spirit is working alongside of you and inside of you to end the work of the curse in your life to end the work of the curse in your life. And we know in Galatians chapter 3, it talks about Jesus becoming the curse for us. Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. And Jesus bore the curse. He became the curse when he hung upon the cross, which was made from a tree. And so Jesus' blood broke the power of the curse. But some people are still dealing with the ongoing effects of the curse right? And so the effects of the work of the curse uh, still impact people. And this is fully removed and ended and completely finished by the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's why Jesus said, I must go so I can send the Holy Spirit to you so he can end the ongoing work of the Spirit, the ongoing work of, of the curse in your life by the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it is he who is leading and guiding us into all truth. Amen. You know, in Numbers chapter 23, King Balak paid prophet Balaam, who became a false prophet, according to Jesus, uh, to he paid, King Balak paid prophet Balaam to curse the people of God. And listen, right now, there are many false prophets being paid to try and curse God's people today. Balak was beyond angry, and it says, he says to Balaam, what have you done to me? I paid you to curse my enemies, and look, you have blessed them bountifully instead. But listen to what Balaam's response to this was. By the way, Balaam is the only uh, person in the book of Numbers who had a messianic prophecy. And so a false prophet is not somebody who misses it. A false prophet is someone whose life misses it. Balaam had a problem with money, and he would have done anything, even disobey God and try to curse God's people if the price was right. And that's why Balak tried to pay him. And you know the story of the donkey who prophesies to Balaam and says, calls him a fool, right? And so Balaam's response to Balak when he said, I paid you to, to curse my enemies and instead you blessed him bountifully. Balaam's response uh, to Balak was, I cannot curse what God has declared blessed. They cannot be cursed because the shout of the king is in their midst. The shout of the king is in their midst. The shout is what causes the curse to be reversed. The shout of the king. Listen to me. God's been declaring in the midst of this transition, in the midst of this warfare, more praise, more worship more shouting, more decreeing. Listen, this is the deeper work of, the, of freedom from the Holy Spirit, the yoke-breaking, curse-destroying anointing of the Holy Spirit is pushing back the curses of the enemy, and we cannot be cursed because the shout of the king is in our midst. Isn't that powerful? It's powerful. In 1 Kings chapter 5, King David was dying. He was in his last few weeks of life, and and he had already decreed that Solomon was God's choice, and he was the next king. 
But Solomon had a brother who was a little bit older than Solomon. His name was Adonijah. Adonijah. He was Solomon's half-brothers, his half-brother. You know, Joseph's half-brothers were the ones who sold him into slavery. Watch out for half-brothers. They half-served the Lord and half-served the devil. So Adonijah was Solomon's half-brother. And when Solomon was supposed to be uh, made king, Adonijah stood up and said, now I will become king. And he staged a silent coup against David, and he stole the election of Solomon. He stole the election of Solomon, and he had the media involved. He even had certain priests and and religious leaders involved. And he set up and he staged a complete overthrowing of the nation uh, in order to prevent Solomon from his rightful place as king. Solomon already had the hearts of the people. And so Adonijah was jealous of Solomon, and he tried an evil coup to take the nation away from what God had intended. And for a short time, it doesn't really give a span of time in Scripture, but for a short time, the nation accepted Adonijah as the king. Trumpets were played, flutes were played, uh, uh, processions happened, uh, the fake priests declared it, the fake and false prophets uh, were prophesying it, and the coronation occurred until, say the word until, (laughs) uh, until the true king stood up with the true prophets and the true priests, and the people recognized this shift was absolutely unstoppable, and the praises of God were lifted up, and the trumpets blasted again, and the people sounded off with a shout of with one voice. They declared, Long live King Solomon, and the mighty King David anointed Solomon as the rightful king, reversing the stealing and the corruption that was going on. And those that were with Adonijah said, let's go stop them. Adonijah is the king. And Adonijah stood up and said, we cannot stop them because the shout of the king is in their midst. The shout of the king is in their midst. And Solomon was crowned the rightful king. Further in the story, in the story, Adonijah and those who were with him had to come receive judgment from Solomon, the true king. And I'm just going to let the word of God say what it says right there. Amen. You cannot be cursed, America, because the shout of the king is among you. Amen. God is unleashing victory for his people in this second half of 2023. Amen? Micah chapter 2 and verse 13. Wow, where did the time go? Micah chapter 2 and verse 13, it says, The breaker is come up before them, and they have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it, And their king shall pass before them, the Lord on the head of them. Listen, the Lord is the breaker that's gone before us. And this transition that we are all now finishing is a breakthrough transition. And the breaker has gone before us. You may feel like you're broken. And maybe some of that is necessary. God's breaking off of you some of the things that you don't need to carry into this new season. But I want you to understand the breaker anointing is here today. And so briefly touching on the breaker anointing, because God is breaking curses off his people right now. He's breaking poverty and lack off of his people. He's breaking all kinds of things off of his people. And he's breaking you through into a much higher place of victory in him. Amen. Victory. 
I'm going to use an unusual story uh, to illustrate this. I've just got a few minutes left. But Luke chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, So he came to Nazareth, Nazareth, Jesus, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. Uh, so as was his custom, he went into church on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read, and they handed him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, or the year of favor, or the, the, the time of jubilee. Let me tell you, Jesus is all the jubilee you'll ever need. He's all the favor you, are, you will ever need. And then it says, then he closed the book and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all who were, who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them or begin to preach, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. <clears throat> Let me just first say, as was his custom. It says, as was his custom, he went to church. The gospel is so simple. Jesus, the breaker who has gone before us, he said, if we will totally surrender to him in his ways, we'll begin to see freedom in our lives. We may feel like we are losing our lives when we surrender to Jesus, but actually we find our life in him. He said, if you lose your life, you'll find it. And the simplicity of the Christian life is, number one, pray and read your Bible. Amen? Pray every day and read your Bible. That's like level one. Level two, go to church. You've got to go to church. Well, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. No, but Christians go to church. Christians understand the, the new wine is found in the cluster of the grapes, not in one grape. Come on. Every time the doors are open, go to church. Be there. Number three, give. Give of your time. Give of your talents. And give of your treasure. Amen? Number four, fellowship with your church family. Some people have difficulties becoming a better Christian because you're hanging out with the old crowd who continually look at you and see the old you, the unredeemed you, but you're supposed to live as the new you, and so you're going to find that as you fellowship with your church family. We are much better together. The Bible says we should be fitly joined together with every joint supplying. We are stronger together. One puts a thousand to flight. Two puts ten thousand to flight. We are wiser together. Proverbs 27:17 says iron sharpens iron and so a man sharpens a friend's character. Iron sharpens iron. I could go on and on and on but you get what I'm saying. There are many reasons why this was Jesus's custom to go to church and we would be wise to make it our custom too. Amen. Jesus was saying I am the one that this prophet was prophesying about. I'm who Isaiah was prophesying about. I'm the breaker. I'm the anointed one to preach the good news and break the yokes and bring deliverance to the captives, breaking every chain and give you a jailbreak. That's literally what it says. You don't have to be captive to anything anymore. You don't have to be held captive in a prison of addiction. No, there's a jailbreak available to you today. You don't have to be held captive by sickness or disease. No, there's a jailbreak available for you today. Jesus came to proclaim liberty and freedom to those who are captive. He is the breaker and he is the breakthrough. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. One version of this 
scripture says the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Once again, the literal translation of that is to bring a jailbreak. The breaker anointing is the jailbreaker anointing to break you out of any spiritual imprisonment. It's here now, and that's what Jesus was proclaiming. Amen. This entire passage of Isaiah that Jesus was declaring is a declaration of freedom. I'm telling you, we're walking into a season of greater victory, greater fruitfulness, and greater freedom in Christ. And anything that produces slavery or any type of spiritual bondage is our enemy, and it should not be tolerated. Bondage is your enemy. Slavery is your enemy. Poverty and lack is your enemy. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. And he said, the works that I do, you shall do them too, and even greater works, because I go to the Father and I send you the parakletos to empower you to continue his ministry of tormenting the devil, destroying the powers of darkness every day and everywhere we go. Come on, somebody. Let me be clear. The Bible says healing belongs to you. You don't have to tolerate sickness and disease any longer. Some people think they've sinned and they're disqualified or that they deserve to suffer because of their shortfalls and their sins in their lives. Can I tell you today that that is a lie meant to keep you in religious bondage? It doesn't matter how bad you've sinned. Jesus paid the price for all sin, past, present, and future. He doesn't expect you to have to pay for anything. It's already paid in full. That was his last words on the cross. Paid in full. Therefore, you can come boldly to the throne of grace without any guilt or any shame or any condemnation. Because if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. In fact, God chose you and planned you before the foundations of earth were ever laid. He already knew the mistakes you would make, and by His grace, we are saved, we are healed, we are delivered, we are justified, we are sanctified, we are prospered, we are blessed, because He loves us unconditionally and forgives every mistake, sins of commission and sins of omission. That's why the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It is by his grace we are saved, we are healed, we are delivered, and we enjoy abundant life by his grace. Now you have to believe it in your heart, and you have to confess it with your mouth. And this is a voice-activated covenant, by the way. That's why it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When you uh, read Deuteronomy chapter 28, you read the blessings of God for those that walk in covenant with him. I'll make you the head and never the tail. I'll make you above and never beneath. You'll be blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed in your family, blessed in your work, blessed in your business, blessed in your investment, financial blessing and increase, blessing on your marriage, blessing on your children, blessing on your grandchildren, blessing on your great-grandchildren, blessing in whatever you put your hand to. You should read, by the way, Deuteronomy chapter 28, the first part of it. These are the things things that need to be coming out of your mouth. It's a voice-activated covenant. Good news for every era of your life. The breaker has broken you free, and Jesus has come to break the chains of poverty and lack and insufficiency and sickness and disease. And if you're dealing with health issues or if you're dealing with lack and poverty, I'm here to declare to you today that Jesus destroyed the yoke off of your life. Also, freedom from torment. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Brokenhearted means uh, mentally and emotionally shattered and tormented. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He came that you should be free from the torment, free from the trauma and the condemnation of the enemy. You're not designed to be tormented by the devil, regardless of what mistakes you've made in the past. 
And the past is one second ago, by the way. Jesus still loves you no matter what you have done. That's why it says you shall know the truth, and the truth that you know will make you free. It's the devil that comes to steal. It's the devil that comes to kill. It's the devil that comes to destroy. But I am come that you would have life and that you would have it more abundantly. I want you to understand that truth gives you access to freedom, and there's no other way to walk free. All the devil the father of lies, is going to do is steal your identity, steal your freedom, kill your dreams, destroy your destiny, and deceive you in a way that you think that you're actually missing out on life if you go the way of the Lord. Eventually, half-hearted commitments lead to a life of compromise and disappointment instead of making your divine appointment from the Lord. If you totally trust in the Lord... If you'll totally surrender to him, God can actually pick you up and place you where you should have been all along. Freedom is free, but it's not cheap. It costs you total trust and total surrender. Just lift your hands and say, Jesus, I totally trust you, and I totally surrender to you. Just say it out loud. Jesus, I totally trust you. And I totally surrender to you. Listen, that's your first step to total freedom and total victory. Matthew 25 and verse 15 says, And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. I'm praying today, and I'm believing God for your miracle right now. I was praying all week for all of those who partner with us, who send in their prayer requests and and, and a, a belief for prayer, especially right now, so many people are in this pressure cooker, this transition. You're going to make it. And whether, whether your miracle is a financial miracle or a physical miracle, God wants you to walk in wholeness and soundness in every area of your life. The breaker has come. Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. And Jesus gives you abundant life. Expect God to break through for your family right now. Expect God to give you a sudden change that repositions you for miraculous blessing to show up for your life. Expect a breakthrough for your home. Expect a breakthrough for your health. Expect your harvest to come to you. It's time, amen? Matthew chapter 10 and verse 7, it says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Remember I talked about uh, uh, walking in multiplication anointing. You're going to be so blessed that you can't help yourself from preaching the gospel. And telling others about Jesus. Listen, that's the work of followers. These signs shall follow those who believe, right? We're believers. In my name, they'll cast out demons. In my name, they'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. That literally means throwing out the devil himself. And if they drink any deadly thing, it'll by no means harm them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Listen, I believe the gospel is is the good news and it's all true amen i want you to know i'm going to be praying for for everybody who needs prayer this sunday and so that brings me to my special announcement are you ready for our special announcement we are in transition and due to some building challenges at fireplace fellowship who we love and we bless We will now be meeting in a new location starting this Sunday. Somebody say hallelujah. (laughs) This is our special announcement. This Sunday at 4 p.m. we'll be meeting at Celebration of Life Church, 768 Forest Retreat Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee. That's this Sunday, July 23rd, 4 p.m. We're meeting in our new location at 768 Forest Retreat Road in Hendersonville. It's directly across from the Target in Hendersonville, just down the street from all the shopping there, 
Again, that's this Sunday, July 23rd at 4 p.m. We're meeting in our new location at 768 Forest Retreat Road in Hendersonville. We hope to see you there with all your friends and family. Come celebrate with us. It's going to be a very prophetic service. And again, I'm going to pray for every one of you who need prayer. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in to Speak Life. I'm committed to bringing you a word of hope and of life, of a current fresh word every week. And I want to thank all of you for standing with us and supporting the work of the Lord here. And I pray that these prophetic workshops and teachings would continue to inspire you and challenge your faith to reach higher, to to break through, and to receive all that God has for you. Amen. We're going to bring our tithes and our offerings before the Lord tonight. And I want to encourage you. God is transitioning you to something greater. You're not going backward. You're going forward. Have your faith and your expectation set high. This is your set time of favor. I believe the favor of God is upon you, and everything is shifting for you right now. Second Chronicles 20.20, again, it says, Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. I believe God has positioned his people for great possession, positioned for possession. If you want to sow a seed and support this prophetic ministry, you can do that in several ways. On social media, there's a link in the comment section that you can click on and you can give your offering that way. Probably the easiest way is text giving. If you prefer to give by text, uh, the number is 84321. So you just text whatever amount you desire. If it's 10,100,000, and you text that number to 84321. Of course, I'm kidding with you. That's the number 84321. If you're mailing your offering, you can, and some people prefer to mail their offering, especially sizable checks and gifts. You can do that by mailing your offering to Life Point, L I F E P O I N T E, or Marty Layton, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. And it's greatly appreciated. And we thank you for your sacred giving to God. Amen. That's Life Point, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Also, I want to invite you to come to our website. Some people prefer to give on the website. That's lifepointchurch.cc. There's a place right at the top where you can click on that and you can give there as well. lifepointchurch.cc. And I want to invite you again this Sunday, 4 p.m., at 768 Forest Retreat Road, right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Join us Sunday at 4 p.m. for our our powerful prophetic service. I've got a word that I want to share with you. It's going to be so powerful and so strong and so good. Come ready to receive. Get ready because you are going to be changed by this word. You're going to be set on fire this weekend. Your family, your loved ones are going to be set on fire. The Holy Spirit is moving. God is doing something powerful at Life Point Church at 768 Forest Retreat Road right here in Hendersonville. You don't want to miss that. I also want to thank Mike Lindell, Thank you, Mike Lindell. It's been such a blessing to this house and this ministry. He's our sponsor of Speak Life. He's made uh, special deals available on great products at a big discount on both of his websites, MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Use the promo code MARTY and you'll receive deep discounts on everything you purchase. I'm loving my new MyPillow 2.0. It's incredible technology. It's really amazing. Uh, I'm usually the guy that's turning over my pillow several times a night because it's cooler on the other side. Well, this uh, MyPillow 2.0 stays cool all night long. You don't have to flip it. It's very easy to stay asleep. It's the most comfortable pillow you've ever tried. You You gotta give it a shot. If you've never tried it, try it again. Uh, try it out. You're going to love it. Also, there's great products, everything made in the USA right here. Deals 
Uh, there's special closeouts happening right now that it's at mypillow.com uh, and use the promo code MARTY. Uh, some of you prefer to call in your order. Uh, there's a dedicated phone number, a toll-free number. It's 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. Use the promo code MARTY and you'll receive your deep discount there. Amen. Well, I want to remind you, you can always catch the show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. (laughs) That's every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. And please help us by telling others to tune in so that they can be blessed by these encouraging words of life and and the anointing and the ministry that we release here every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. Thank you for helping us there. Also, if you are a podcast fanatic like uh, most people I know, uh, please check us out on iTunes or Spotify or Charisma Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Look for Speak Life with Marty Layton, and please give us a five-star review. It really does help us to get extra advertising, get the word out there stronger, and many new people are discovering us because so many of you are doing that, but thank you for doing that, and if you haven't done it yet, please do so. Also, follow me on social media. Like me. Uh, Like me on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Truth and Getter and Rumble and Instagram and all the platforms. Just look for at Marty Layton. That's at Marty Layton on all the social media platforms. Subscribe, ring the bell, whatever it takes. But I want to thank you for doing that. And thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Proverbs 18.21 declares the tongue as the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. We're entering into a great season of fruitfulness. What seeds are you sowing and what fruit will you be eating? The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. God wants you to listen to his voice. He's always speaking. And then repeat it. And remember, always speak life. We'll see you all next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Music.